from the Anajar and Levine Studios in downtown West Palm Beach. You are listening to Ken LaVica Live on ESPN 106.3. Here's Ken LaVica. Just moments away from the listing lunch here on ESPN 106.3. And uh, Ken Levick Alive is presented by the FAU MBA Sport Management Program. 22 years of preparing the sports executives of tomorrow. That's the FAU MBA Sport Management Program, fau.edu slash MBA Sport. Time now for the listening lunch. The audio clips you need to hear, and we react to them here on Ken Levick Alive. And we start with Keyshawn Johnson. He was on first take yesterday on ESPN and uh, Keyshawn, we're going to hear from him a couple of times in the listening lunch. He is ready to put Kirby Smart ahead of Dabo Swinney in the pantheon of college football coaches. I think he passes Dabo Swinney to me. I give a lot of credit to Dabo Swinney's staff that he had at Clemson in the heyday. When you have Tony Elliott, who is now the head coach of Virginia, or Jeff Scott, who's now the head coach at South Florida. Chad Morris, who is the head coach at SMU in Arkansas, who's now the head coach in Allen, Texas at a high school, who probably, who knows, he may wind up back at Clemson as the offensive coordinator. And then Brent Venables, who's the head new head coach at University of Oklahoma, and you know what his defense is, was like at Clemson. So I give a lot of that credit to them from recruiting and calling the defense and the offense for many years at Clemson, where Kirby Smart has been consistent as a defensive coordinator, whether it was at Alabama or now we see it at Georgia, where his defense is, you know, considered one of the top six or seven defenses in college football history. So never mind the fact that Dabo Swinney won two national championships in three years. Never mind the fact that Dabo Swinney delivered Alabama its biggest beating in uh, their history in the college football playoff to win the 2018 national title. Never mind the fact that Dabo, two-time national champion, Kirby Smart just won his first and just figured out a way to beat Nick Saban. Keyshawn Johnson wants you to know that... That wasn't Dabo, and I can't believe that Keyshawn Johnson's put me in a situation to defend Dabo Swinney, who just makes my skin crawl every time he talks. Dabo Swinney, because he had an awesome staff, because he he put together an all-world staff, he doesn't get credit for that. Kirby Smart gets credit, though, because he was a coordinator, and then he won a national championship as a head coach. Uh, Got it. Seems like some really sketchy rationale. It almost seems like someone's trying to make a point that's not there. I hadn't heard anybody say that Kirby Smart has made himself the more superior college coach to Dabo Swinney. Dabo Swinney figured out Nick Saban well before Kirby Smart did. Kirby Smart a month ago got destroyed as a favorite, a heavy favorite, against Alabama in the SEC championship. Great work by Kirby Smart to figure it out, to make adjustments, to come up with a winning game plan, to beat Nick Saban, to win a national championship. But there is nowhere in this college football universe where Kirby Smart right now is superior to Dabo Swinney. Kirby Smart has gone to two college football playoffs. Dabo Swinney has lived in the college football playoff. Dabo Swinney has dominated his conference. Dabo Swinney has won two national titles. You can't give Kirby Smart credit for being 
an established championship coordinator and then won a national championship as a head coach, but say, up, oh, Dabo isn't as good because it was his staff that was better. And so Dabo shouldn't get direct credit. Guess who built those staffs? Dabo Swinney. That's insanity. It's almost just having a point for the sake of having a point for the sake of making an argumentative topic. I don't necessarily think Keyshawn believes what he's saying there. Sure did find a lot of reasons to try and undercut Dabo's accomplishments and didn't have an awful lot of reasons why Kirby Smart is actually considered a better coach than Dabo Swinney other than actually, well, bringing it up. Let's stick with college football. Listening lunch here on Ken LeVick Alive, ESPN 106.3. Have you until 2 o'clock. Paul Feinbaum, boy, was he impressed with Georgia. Boy, was he impressed with the Bulldogs' national championship win over his beloved Nick Saban and Alabama. Listen to how Paul Feinbaum describes Georgia winning the national championship. No one really was predicting it was going to go this way. We spoke last week. None of us said this. Kirby Smart, though, finally getting over the hump, knocking off his former boss, Nick Saban. So, Paul, what is the significance of this win for the Georgia program? It's earth-shattering, Charlie, because this is something that a lot of people really didn't think could happen, at least in the age of Nick Saban. And I think that's what makes this even more significant. And Saban had retired in two or three years, and Kirby Smart then won a title. It would have still counted. Uh, but in, in some people's minds, it would have been discounted. But when you go up against your boss, the greatest coach of all time, and you beat him, and you don't just beat him, you run over him in the fourth quarter. It, 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 it is something that will live forever. I, I, I remember that national championship in Georgia in 1980. And what, what was interesting is the next two years, they lost in the final game. They could have won three national championships in a row. And it, it just became a curse. And we know what happened four years ago with uh, the walk-off between Tua and Devontae Smith. And a lot of people, even though we all said the same thing, Georgia is the better team, it was hard to go against Nick Saban. And, and I think all of these reasons have made this one of the most significant wins for any school uh, in, in recent memory. Wow, that is extremely bold. Let's hear one more time how Paul Feinbaum described Georgia's win. The key word here. No one really was predicting it was going to go this way. We spoke last week. None of us said this. Kirby Smart, though, finally getting over the hump, knocking off his former boss, Nick Saban. So, Paul, what is the significance of this win for the Georgia program? It's earth-shattering. Man, is that extreme. Earth-shattering, says Paul Feinbaum. Earth-shattering. Georgia beating Alabama as a favorite. Georgia was the favorite in this game, and they beat Alabama. He's right. It's significant for Georgia. Hadn't won it since 1980. Seemed like they were cursed. Seemed like they weren't going to get to this spot again. The ultimate heartbreak, coming one play away from winning the national championship, only to see Tua in relief break their hearts four years ago. But earth-shattering? Earth-shattering? Cincinnati beating Alabama would have been earth-shattering. Cincinnati beating uh, Georgia, earth-shattering. Cincinnati beating Michigan would have been earth-shattering. Georgia beating Alabama by 50 would have been incredible, but not earth-shattering. 
There is no way in any spot in college football where Georgia beating Alabama is earth-shattering. Just because Kirby Smart finally got the best of Saban, just because Georgia figured out the Alabama puzzle pieces, doesn't mean it's earth-shattering. Theo Dorsey and I were talking yesterday about the college football season and about how it was nice to have a new champion. We graded the college football season. It was nice to have a new champion. But nothing really feels different. You want to know why? Because it was still an SEC power that won. The SEC beat the SEC. Georgia beat Alabama. This isn't Vandy beating Alabama. This was Georgia beating Alabama. There's nothing about that that's earth-shattering. There's nothing about that that's shocking. Georgia, as a favorite, beat Alabama. Honestly, Alabama's win over Georgia in the SEC title game, the way they did it, was more earth-shattering than Georgia winning the national championship over Alabama. Nothing's different. It's a different school. It's not a different level of football and not a different conference that won the national championship. I get Paul Feinbaum is all SEC all the time. I get that there is a certain fan base that he's trying to cater to and people he's trying to cater to, and he's done such an exceptional job of it. But nowhere, no time, is Georgia beating Alabama earth-shattering in the landscape of college football. Ken Levick alive as we head to our final clip in the listening lunch. An ESPN 106.3 free ESPN app and on your smart speaker. We had a good old-fashioned first-take throwdown on Tuesday afternoon when Keyshawn Johnson and Jeff Saturday went at it over who's the MVP, Aaron Rodgers or Tom Brady? And Keyshawn, I sent you to hear from him again. He is pro Aaron. You act like 37 touchdowns in 43 is that far off. One dude throw four interceptions, I, I the other not... dude throws 12. I mean, like, because okay, he, he threw played, he, he played the Saints. He played the Saints one time. Brady played them twice. And both of the Saints ate both them dudes up. So we can go that's, ahead and throw that's, that's more about, to really good more defenses. The, that's more about the Saints defense. That's not about the quarterbacks. That's just the Saints defense is really But they good. took it from both those quarterbacks. Yeah, they but you, those quarterbacks up. So are you telling me a healthy Tampa Bay Buccaneers team minus Tom Brady wouldn't be able to they kind of float along they haven't been versus healthy. a healthy Green Bay without Aaron Rodgers? They, they have not been healthy. Mm-hmm. It's what has happened this season and what has been asked of Tom Brady well, you as opposed like, to you, what's you, been you, asked you, of Aaron you're, Rodgers. You're, you're acting like Aaron Rodgers and the Green Bay Packers have been fully healthy, too. They haven't. You know, their secondary, no, I, I, was, the, I, I their secondary was depleted. Okay? Their secondary so, was yeah, depleted. So, yeah, they so missed, was, so they were missing Randall Cobb for a minute there. I'm just Agreed. saying. Aaron what I'm Jones telling you missed is, some time. When, when you... So, so you don't think 1,200 yards and the second-ranked offense says anything about I can't that Tom but, Brady has but, played but, slightly but better Jeff, than Aaron Rodgers? I can't look at the total numbers on statistics and pick an MVP based on that because the situations is such that the Tampa Bay Buccaneers is playing from behind a lot of the times and Brady is throwing the football. It's not saying that they both sure. don't deserve it. But he's pushing the ball down the field where... That's my point. 
Is but he that's required they're required to be? That's what he's saying. If it wasn't for Brady, they wouldn't be winning these games. No, Charlie, that's right. not true. I think I think they would win some games if Brady wasn't in there. Not all of them, but some no. because How? they well, they no. still could run the they still could have ran the football when they had Jones and they had Fournette. Okay, they still have a solid defense. The back end of they the defense Dillon is not great. And Jones from Green Bay would be better than than what Tampa Tom has. Ugh, Jeff, I roll Tampa Tom. I mean, come on, dude. That whole conversation is just it. Just makes you want to blast your head through drywall. Listen, Tom Brady's had an exceptional year. Aaron Rodgers has had an exceptional year. Aaron Rodgers drives me insane. I can't stand his anti-vax nonsense, his lying, his misleading, all that garbage. He is the best player on the best team in the NFC, in the sport. He's a top seed. His touchdown-to-quarterback ratio is out of control. 37 touchdowns to four interceptions. Brady, 43 scores, 12 picks. An outrageous 111.9 quarterback rating for Aaron Rodgers. And again, his team is the top seed in the league. Aaron Rodgers is the MVP. Brady's thrown for more yards. Aaron Rodgers, more yards per attempt. Aaron Rodgers, more accurate. Aaron Rodgers, an elite level touchdown to interception ratio. Only four passes picked off this year. Aaron Rodgers is the MVP. Best player, best team, indisposable. And you can make the point that, oh, they would have won some games without Tom Brady. Keyshawn was trying to make that case. Yeah, I think so. Jeff Saturday, adamant that they wouldn't. Well, what if Jordan Love was your quarterback? We saw one taste of Jordan Love, and that was bad. That was bad. Aaron Rodgers is a lot more important to the Packers than Jeff Saturday is trying to make him out to be. Way more important. Aaron Rodgers is the MVP. And we're going to debate it over and over and over and over and over again over the next couple of weeks. But Aaron Rodgers is the back-to-back MVP winner. Tom Brady has not been better than him. Aaron Rodgers has been the best taking care of the ball and the best distributing the ball in 2021. And that's your listening lunch here on Ken Levicka Live, ESPN 106.3. More to come, including our EDS air conditioning coolest moment of the week in our weekly discussion with Pat Lawler, Lawler and Associates personal injury attorneys, longtime NFL agent, our sports agent, and sports law insider. We are packed. We have you until two. Ken Levicka Live, ESPN 106.3. You are listening to Ken Levicka Live on ESPN 106.3. Here's Ken Lavica. Live ESPN 106.3 free ESPN app and on your smart speaker got you until two o'clock here on ESPN West Palm and now it's time to smarten up the show a bit every single week we talk with our sports agent insider our sports law insider Pat Lawler who uh, spent many many years as an NFL agent Patrick Peterson Tyron Matthew just a couple of the clients that he represented and uh, he is on the inside of a sports agent talk and sports law and just 
just happens to be the best damn personal injury attorney lawyer that you're going to find in South Florida, Lawler and Associates, personal injury attorneys. For your free consultation, wanttolawyerup.com. That's wanttolawyerup.com. And Pat Lawler joins us as he does each week here on Ken Levick Alive. First, let me ask you this, Pat, because this is how we started the show today. Uh, how much NBA have you watched to this point? Uh, not that much. Yeah, I'm in the same boat as you. And uh, the only reason I ask is uh, Theo and I were, were chatting, and we've absolutely caught up with the NBA. We've stayed on top of it. I know that the Heat are just a bunch of 10-man contract teams who happen to be two and a half games out of first in the East. Uh, but I haven't watched a ton because I've been so inundated with football, yet NBA ratings are solid. They're pretty good. Uh, you've got the Bulls that are at the top of the Eastern Conference, and I think that that's drawing some attention. You've got the Warriors dominant again. I think it's just proof that in the NBA, if you still do have a modicum of star power, people are going to to tune in. Like I feel like we're in the minority right now. Yeah, I agree. I think that, you know, obviously the star power brings in the fans and with Clay Thompson coming back, and I think – Teams starting to get all over the COVID because I think about every team, yeah, and probably three quarters of their team have it, and 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 then just the stories like the the side notes like with Kyrie Irving and other stuff. So and teams like the Bulls and and, and Charlotte playing well really spices up the uh, the uh, games. Yeah, without question. So again, Pat Lawler, Lawler and Associates, personal injury attorney, sports agent insider, sports law insider, longtime NFL agent joining us here on Ken Levick Alive. Uh, I want to talk about Antonio Brown, and we talked a lot about him last week, uh, walking off the field in New York, more jumping jack off the field, uh, saying that his ankle was injured, he was being forced to go back into the game, and I feel dumb now because I made the mistake uh, for the better part of last week defending him, saying that he would get another NFL job saying that it was garbage the way he was treated. Bruce Arians was in the wrong. But then he heads over to the Send It In podcast and he's ripping apart Tom Brady, questioning why Rob Gronkowski makes more money if uh, A.B. was indeed Tom Brady's boy, as Tom says, really disparaging him, uh, really undercutting the rest of that receiver room with Tampa Bay, saying he's the one that made things go with the Buccaneers, which is just patently ridiculous. I feel silly, and now after that, seeing him just put a knife in Tom Brady's back, I really think that we might be seeing the end of Antonio Brown. Well, Ken, the whole thing with Antonio Lab, even when he... Uh he had the issue with the vaccine and even went with the Bucks last year. I was shocked at that, but he's somebody, it's all about Antonio Brown. I mean, it's all it's ever been recently is about him when he was the Steelers and then left. And it's always been about him, all the allegations of sexual assault. Uh, and hey, he's still a heck of a football player, but when you go after Tom Brady, <laughs> you go after the King and then his court with Gronkowski, you make a big mistake. He's done. I mean, to, to talk about burning bridges, he has no more material to build any type of bridge he is done no question i just feel like it's impossible for anybody to get to antonio brown he doesn't listen to anybody he doesn't take anybody's advice it i mean it feels like a lost cause now uh, yeah no coach is going to take the chance i mean Arians, ba up there could take that chance with brady behind him there's no other coach in, in the league i think could do that or quarterback uh maybe aaron Rodgers be about the only one. Drew Brees is around maybe, but I don't see anybody else that would deal with baloney. 
Speaking of the Buccaneers, we saw Tom Brady in Week 18 defy Bruce Arians and go back into the game for the sole purpose of getting Rob Gronkowski with one additional catch to a contract incentive. And it's admirable. It absolutely is. And Bruce Arians wasn't upset after the game. And Tom Brady went in through the one pass and then was done in what ended up being a blowout win for the Buccaneers. As an agent, would it be a good idea or a bad idea to keep clients abreast of uh, their incentives and where they are when it comes to making more money and unlocking those in the contract? Oh, absolutely. I mean, a lot of the contracts, the, the younger guys don't have a lot of incentives. The older guys do, especially guys like Gronk and even AB and other guys that come out late. Uh, yeah, you, you keep them on top of that throughout the whole season. Uh, I mean, you remember the last couple of years where John Kitna had an incentive and they didn't give it to him. They went back and looked at all the film and were able to show that he did have a certain number of yards and he got the incentive. So if you're talking of millions of dollars. And people think, oh, millions of dollars is, you know, for the money they're making. Millions of dollars is millions of dollars, period. And so, absolutely, you want to keep them abreast of it. And I tend to always be sympathetic to football players especially because this is the only sport without guaranteed contracts. This is the sport with the most long-term damage after the fact. This is the sport with the longest career expectancy. I'm just really sensitive to guys making sure they hit their incentives just based on the nature of the sport and the nature of football's business as a whole. Yeah, I think that's always tough because it looks like it's selfish. I think it's more. I think it's more acceptable for a guy like Rock or a team that's winning, and it's not about getting my numbers on a team that's three and fourteen. Uh, I think it's a different approach. You, you never want to see that, but then again, the, the time and energy that they put in, billions of dollars these teams are making. I'm okay with a player being a little selfish, either Brady and Gronkowski, to give them a little extra. Uh, no, at the end of the year. While we're on the subject of football, the biggest news of the week down here has been Brian Flores being uh, fired by the Dolphins. Very unexpected in league circles. Uh, not many saw this coming, including the Dolphins' locker room. You have a client that is in a locker room that's going through a coaching change. What do you advise that that player to do? Welcome to the NFL business. Yeah. Uh, the bottom line is that if you don't get along with the owner for whatever reason, uh, you're an employee of a billionaire. So you can take that for what it's worth in football or whether you're dealing with a tech company, is that you have to uh, walk the line. Uh, uh, I didn't see Florence as being the most personable guy, but obviously uh, he was able to you know, rally these guys and play well. I was shocked by it. Uh, not surprised, to be honest yeah, definitely a personality that seemed a little bit difficult to uh, to get inside with. And uh, now prevalent reports that uh, there was just miscommunication and not a great relationship between Flores and then the guys at the top. And no matter what industry, that typically is a, uh, a recipe for disaster. Ken Levick alive here on ESPN 106.3, talking with our sports agent and sports law insider, Pat Lawler, longtime NFL agent, Lawler & Associates, personal injury attorneys. If you have a slip and fall, an automobile accident, in a motorcycle accident, any sort of personal injury matter, Pat is talented. He can sit here and talk the ins and outs of sports, but also he's giving you the best chance at compensation in a personal injury matter. Decades of trial experience at Lawler & Associates, personal injury attorneys. Your free consultation is wanttolawyerup.com, wanttolawyerup.com. Make sure to tap into Pat Lawler if you have a personal injury matter. That's Lawler & Associates, personal injury attorneys. We saw the Cleveland Browns, whose season is coming to a 
disappointing end in their quarterback, Baker Mayfield, um, on social media, really going back hard on uh, Cleveland media members that cover the Browns about reports between his relationship and Kevin Stefanski, the head coach. I mean, Baker Mayfield going in, spending an entire Sunday afternoon engaging these reports and these beat reporters and these media members. And I just... I wonder if you're an agent and your player is someone prone to reading what's going on and being said about him, uh, how do you give advice and how do you think an athlete should conduct himself? Well, the underlying uh, issue in the NFL is keep it within the locker room doors. Uh, when you go out there and you um, you attack your head coach, uh, nobody else is out of, out of the uh, realm of you doing that. And that that creates a, a bad atmosphere. I, you kind of saw with Frank Reich when they asked him about when, and they wanted to critique him, and he said, listen, I don't critique anybody in public. I look at the film, and then we'll discuss what happened. Uh, people don't like to hear that. They want to hear him going after somebody. Uh, I'm not a big fan of going to the media and, and those types of issues, but uh, he did. That's the kind of guy he is. Um, we'll see what kind of uh, quarterback he's going to be. It's been a, a miss so far. And I'm not sure, but this doesn't help that Cleveland Browns situation. No, it just feels like it's wildly counterproductive. I get wanting to defend yourself, but it's probably easier to ignore and go about your business than engage in that spot. And it certainly makes your agent's life a whole lot more difficult when that athlete is going to uh, go after media members. I wanted to do something a little unique here because I stumbled on this story. Out in California, La Sierra University, it's a small private school. A woman in attendance at a baseball game there was hit in the head with a foul ball. She suffered skull fractures and brain damage. Initially, her lawsuit was dismissed, but... Uh, a court has since been able to revive her lawsuit against this school. She's claiming that uh, the university should have known the standard of care is to provide safety netting along the first and third base lines, including the dugout areas. It doesn't appear as if this existed there. Does she have a case? Uh, the school, are they protected from any sort of lawsuit? Uh, with a situation like this, how do you consume this? What do you make of this? Well, 10 years ago, no, Ken, but things have changed. I mean, anybody who's been to a major league park and even a minor league park now sees that they have netting all the way down the first and third baseline because of the catastrophic foul balls. And the key is everybody knows in the back of their ticket, inherent in the risk, these risks. You're inherent at risk of the sport. Yes, a foul ball is inherent in the risk of going to a baseball game. However, if that organization is unnoticed, that they could do certain things to make it safer, and it's become the standard in the industry, i.e. the major league, minor leagues, and probably other universities have done it, and they don't do it, then they are uh, on notice of a dangerous issue which could have been remedied, and I think she has a case. That's probably why, I haven't read the opinion, that's probably why the appellate court has reversed it, to have it go back to the lower court to decide you know, if they had noticed and if there's any fault on other people. Very, very interesting stuff and something that I think uh, we don't focus on a lot, but uh, some have experienced this being injured at a stadium or a ballpark, and it goes back to uh, fans falling out of the stands in Washington just a couple of weeks ago, foul balls at the small private school. Uh, there are many, many things that uh, that can happen and then end up going into court. And that's why we have Pat Lawler, because he has a perspective on it all. The in- 
ins and the outs. Pat Lawler of Lawler & Associates Personal Injury Attorneys. WantToLawyerUp.com for your free consultation. WantToLawyerUp.com. Uh, slip and fall, motorcycle, automobile, any sort of personal injury matter, Pat's the guy. Pat Lawler, Lawler & Associates Personal Injury Attorneys. That's where you want to go to. Free consultation, WantToLawyerUp.com. Pat, you're the best. I appreciate you. We'll do this again next week, okay? You got it, Ken. Be safe. Pat, Pat Lawler, Lawler & Associates, personal injury attorneys. More Ken LeVick Alive after this on ESPN 106.3. You are listening to Ken LeVick Alive on ESPN 106.3. Here's Ken LeVicka. Ken LeVick Alive presented by the FAU MBA Sport Management Program. FAU.edu slash MBA Sport, the FAU MBA Sport Management Program. Your path to the sports industry again. FAU.edu slash MBA Sport, the title partner of Ken LeVick Alive. Uh, so if you missed it earlier this week, uh, we had WPTV news cameras uh, in our studio during Ken LeVick Alive talking about the Brian Flores uh, firing. Brian Flores ended up uh, making the news coverage on WPTV News Channel 5. And so uh, we were able to not only get the TV cameras in here, but we were the stars of WPTV's coverage of the Brian Flores firing. No, not Javon Holland or Tua Tungavailoa or Jalen Waddell or anyone. It was us. It was me and Theo Dorsey from Monday on Ken LeVick Alive. So let's relive it, shall we? We are the news. This is the EDS Air Conditioning Coolest Moment of the Week. Time now for the Coolest Moment of the Week. Cool. Cool, yeah. The Coolest Moment of the Week is brought to you by EDS Air Conditioning. Here's what happened last night. WPTV News Channel 5. This is a place that people go for hard news, to know what's happening in their community, to understand either the great news or the, the horrifying news that's happening in their community, in their own backyard, amongst the people they live. This is serious television. And Theo and I were the source. We were the center, the base of their story about Brian Flores being fired by the Dolphins. Brandon Esperl, take it away. A major decision tonight coming out of the Miami Dolphins organization with the firing of head coach Brian Flores. The move comes after a win last night against the rival New England Patriots. WPTV's Brianna Nesprol shares how fans are reacting to this unexpected decision. Well, I don't know what Brian Flores thought was going to happen. Uh, Three years yeah. of coaching. This was a power struggle. Two winning seasons. That is definitely the surprise firing oh, yeah. of this NFL Monday. Not yeah. enough. Yeah. Yeah. Brian yeah. Flores is out in Miami. Came out of left field for me. I totally didn't expect it. It hasn't worked. It was the talk of the two-hour show at our partners at ESPN Radio. Let's go to Jupiter. That's where Brian is. Hey, Brian. Hey, Fans Brian. called in to answer the big question. Career through... Did the Finns fumble the ball with this firing? What do all those equal? Unemployment. Radio host Ken Levicka. I don't think it's that wild. Behind the Dolphins' decision. Is it fair? No. Is it surprising? No. You know what also sucks is not going to the playoffs. That's right. You said no twice. But many callers on defense. Too short of a lease for Flores. Calling this a mistake. I'm absolutely dumbfounded. We tracked down one of those callers. This is like the most shocking That's news Leo that I've had of the Dolphins beats. in a while. Die-hard Dolphins fan Leonardo Bejarano says Wait, Flores was an extra point for the team's future. I really think that the Dolphins were on a good track. 
I really think the Dolphins were heading Players in the right direction TV. for next season and the seasons beyond. Now, the hope he, of he the Dolphins is to wait until next year. Who do you think they should get next? With a new head coach. First, let's get to the playoffs. Yeah. And then let's win a playoff. Damn right, In West Palm Beach, Brianna Nesbra, WPTV News Channel 5. Man, are we good at what we do? Sports pub in heaven. Joe Robbie, Don Shula, and the old GM Joe Thomas are Mm. shaking their heads. Yep, I agree, Michael. When are we stars? First off, Michael commented on a story about us. That we really made it. We have made it. Michael Williams made it. And the 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 woman, the the star reporter at WPTV who made it all possible is Brianna Nesprol, and she joins us here on Ken Levick Alive. First of all, Brianna, the story was awesome. Really appreciate it. I know you're, uh, you're on your day off, so I appreciate <laughs> you uh, hanging out with us. But uh, uh, great story. That was really, really good. Uh, just in the list of stories you've done in your career, what does that one rank in terms of importance uh, in, in your entire broadcasting career? Well, let's start, guys. Thanks for having me. But you guys were the real star. I mean, getting these callers from you really helped me out with the story. Um, but I don't know. I mean, I haven't really done a lot of sports stories. I'm not a sports <laughs> reporter, but first one here in West Palm Beach, taking it back to my hometown, covering the Dolphins. So it's got to be up there. I will say, I mean, I did meet, I have met some co- um, some cool people back in the day, but meeting you guys oh. starting off strong, wow. yeah. you know, this, this is, going, this is getting to the top. Brianna, that is awesome. Brianna Nesbro, WPTV News Channel 5 with us here on Ken Levick Alive. That was her story last night that, uh, that, that had me and Theo is the base of the right. Brian Flores uh, firing story. Now, I'm not someone, and Theo lives in the TV world, Brian. I'm a dope, and so I don't know much about the TV world. But uh, your producer uh, suggests this story to you, and uh, you, you say what as someone who is not immersed in the sports world? You're young, you're eager, you're trying to make your mark in the market. What are you thinking initially when they're like, hey, go to the sports talk radio station and talk with these idiots? I'm like, okay, uh, <laughs> let's think about all the sports I know, talk about football things. <laughs> Thank goodness I am a football fan. Okay. Um, I am familiar with Dolphins. I am from Miami. So I was like, this is a perfect first story to do. Um, But I'm like, okay, now I need help. What angle should I do? Where should I go? And we have this partnership. I'm like, got to go to you guys. We need help. What should we do? You guys, obviously, we're talking about it all day. It was the news of the day. So thank God for you guys for helping me out uh, (laughs) right away. Brianna, we've got your back. Anything you need, even if it's a non-sports story, yeah. let us know, and we'll see what we can do to help you. We're man of the people. Let's we'll talk about. Good it. to know. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Exactly. Uh, so I need to know, and Theo and I need to know about Leo and Revere. We Beach. need. That's to how we know. know him. We didn't even know his last name, yeah. and then all of a sudden he's on TV. And, and honestly, I'm a little uncomfortable with the fact that he got so much FaceTime, maybe equal <laughs> to you and I. Theo. He did. So uh, we need to discuss this. Was he at work? I saw him wearing what appeared to be an official work polo. Did you? Did you talk to him at work? Leo was fully at work. He's like, it's okay. Just come to my work. I'll step outside for a couple minutes. We'll do a quick interview. I called him. He called himself the biggest Dolphins fan in all of Palm Beach County. Wow. So I said, okay, we have to talk to him. But I'm going to throw him under the bus for a second. Oh, do it. I asked him. I asked him if he had season tickets to the Dolphins, and he told me no. What kind of diehard fan doesn't have season tickets? Brianna, you're totally right. How can you call yourself the most diehard Dolphins fan in Palm Beach County and not have season tickets? Brianna is absolutely... That's the reporter in you. You've connected the dots, and you're onto something there, and you're exactly right. He's a phony. He is a phony. (laughs) No, he's not a phony. He knows everything, just... 
you know, I'll give him the benefit of the doubt. He says it's hard to drive down every weekend. I said, okay, okay. He gets. Uh, he said he goes to the big ones. I'll give him that. All right. But that was, uh, I was like, what? Brianna, really? Brianna will give him the benefit of the yeah. doubt. Theo and I are not nice enough to do that. We talked to Theo <laughs> enough to know that he's, he's being a total phony right now. Uh, Brianna, how long have you been at WPTV, by the way? Um, this is actually my second week. Oh my god! Brand new. That is amazing. So you're from Miami originally. Uh, where were you? Where did you work before you came down here to Palm Beach County and the Treasure Coast? I'm coming from WGFL in Gainesville, Florida. Amazing. So welcome back to civilization. It's yeah. good to have you back uh, <laughs> in, in, in a place with some semi-normal people. That's right. You heard me, former Gators. You, the swamp. You, yeah, yeah. That no, might as well be Georgia. She might as well have been yeah. Georgia for <laughs> the previous stop in her career. Hey, hey, hey. Go dog. Oh, that's right. Uh, Dave. Wow. Absolutely. See, Brianna, I think I think if you give sports a chance, you might as well just pop in here every week and we'll have our own sports segment with uh, with Brandon Esbrell. And and now that you have done this story on us, you're a friend of the show. Anytime you want to pop in, come hang out. We'd love to have you on the show. Uh, if you need some some sports insight, Theo and I have you. We got it. Yeah, we'll uh we'll 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 get a hold of I have a feeling it's gonna be more us getting hold of her <laughs> than her getting hold of us. Yeah. That's just how I feel that's probably gonna go. Can down. I say can I I commend her on something. Yeah, I, yeah, yeah. I love the intro part of her story where she parallel parked the net sound bites in there and kind of popped in and out with your takes and her her narrative. Is that what they called in the business parallel? Yeah, park? yeah. She knows what I'm talking about. Okay, I love that. Brianna. I love oh, that. Thank you, thank you. I'm down to get in there, but my question is, how do I find a job that allows me to wear such comfy clothes? <laughs> <laughs> work out clothes to work every day. Man, you guys have it good. All right, so so Brianna, I have to be so. All right. <laughs> So at 1130, 11.30 is when I found out that you were coming in. I was wearing FAU sweatpants and a Bubba Wallace t-shirt. Yeah, Brianna, I would have I would have dressed up at least with a collared shirt if I knew you guys were coming yesterday. That was really embarrassing. And I appreciate, though, these semi-tight shots where you couldn't really see the t-shirt all that. that nice. So I appreciate that. Uh, I'm honest, I I'd, rather wear, I'd rather wear that. You know, sometimes I don't want to go in a dress and get my hair done, get my makeup done. I'd rather look more comfy. Brianna, uh, Brianna, just come in like once a week. Come in once a week. You can wear sweatpants. You can wear a sweatshirt. We don't judge. Yeah. You can come on and we'll just have some fun, okay? You're a friend of the show Love now. It. So we'll, we awesome. awesome. Brianna, you're a total pro. That was a great story. Appreciate you making us look good yesterday. And it, it made me come off as the sports radio hot taker I've always wanted oh, yeah. to be. <laughs> And so I really appreciate that. Brianna Nesbrill, WPTV News Channel 5. Enjoy the rest of your... What, what do you do on a day off, by the way? Someone new to this area, uh, a, a young news reporter on her day off. What does she do? Do you go to the beach? It's kind of rainy. What, what's on the docket today? Well, if I'm being honest, got to run some errands and buy some furniture. So that's not fun. <laughs> oh, yeah. She's sitting on the floor right <laughs> yeah, now in the apartment. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Beanbags and next cons. I can enjoy, hopefully next week I can enjoy the studio a little bit more. Yeah, absolutely. Hey, uh, Theo's the man about town. He can give you recommendations. And gotcha. uh, and we appreciate you here on the show for making us look good. And uh, we'll talk to you soon, okay, Brianna? Sounds good. Thanks, guys. Awesome. Brandon Nussbrough, WPTV News Channel 5. And then here is the man who was made a star yesterday on mm. WPTV News Channel 5, Leo in Riviera Beach, who got as much <laughs> face time as Theo and I did on that news story last night. So let me, let me, I, I just want to piece this together, Leo. We, full disclosure, we gave, we gave Brianna, the, the great Brianna Nesbrill at WPTV, your contact information. And she asked, hey, do you want to be on camera? So 
I'm not surprised, Leo, and I've known you for quite a while. I'm not surprised that it took you about 0.1 seconds to say, yeah, sure, come on by. So you were working yesterday when WBTV <laughs> rolled by with a news camera? Yeah, I was actually on the, I was on my lunch break and we got an hour of lunch. So I said, yeah, if you can come, if you come by before two o'clock, I can, uh, you know, we can fit you in. We can get it done. So oh, man. she was, she, her and Alex were, uh, you know, awesome. Great to, great to meet. I was excited to meet them. I've seen Alex on WPTV before many a time and, uh. And so it was just cool. It was a cool experience. I, you know, I got that YouTube channel, Leo Be The Lion. That's so right. I'm trying to get my 15 minutes of fame. Yeah. And so <laughs> I want to make sure that we're abundantly clear about something, okay? When you get your own sports television show, whether it be public access or on Bally's or wherever it may be, I need you <laughs> to think about yesterday where Ken Levicka and Theo Dorsey took care of you yeah. and said, hey, maybe you should go talk with Leo and Riviera Beach. I want you to always know, Leo, that we gave you your start, okay? Most definitely, Ken. You and I go way back since Dolphin Be Reported uh, days, and you know, I, and I was the only one who wanted to spend time with you then. <laughs> so uh, now more people want to spend time with you. So that's a good thing. Uh, and Theo... Hey, Theo Reiser Leo, so definitely I'll never forget you guys and uh when I get my first one, y'all will be on the show. First guest. Man, he's even... I mean, we knew this. Leo just has the personality of a TV star. He though. has it. I he see, has that yeah, it he has passes. that it. Yeah. I And I got to <laughs> say, Leo, that the fact that you you busted out that mustache on one of the top-rated NBC affiliates in the United States of America yesterday, that's bold, and I respect the hell out of it. That was really, really strong mustache behavior on your part. I appreciate you. I'm trying to go, you know, trying to go back to my roots a little bit and see what I can do. Keep <laughs> keep the mustache going strong. <laughs> oh, Leo, excellent stuff, man. You're welcome, first of all. And also, thank you. Thank for, you, guys, uh, as for, always. Uh, Brian, appreciate you, brother. Thanks, guys. Have all a great right. show. All right, man. Leo and Riviera Beach, the newest TV star in this market. Who knew? Who would have dreamt that up? Leo knew. Yeah, he, he definitely knew. <laughs> from, uh, from rags to riches, the Leo and Riviera Beach story. Yeah. <laughs> and it all happened. I, he better give us credit. I mean, I'm it. telling you right now, like I'm adamant about this, like almost to the point of anger. If he makes it, that's on us. We did that. Yeah, we, we need to that. be in the bio. We need to be in the acceptance speech when he's like, yeah, getting, when his he's getting his Emmy. When he's getting his Emmy, I, I damn well better be a name that he mentions yeah. up there at the podium. That's just some good old-fashioned fun with your local newswoman. And by the way, again, congrats to Leo on uh, using us as uh, his jumping-off point to a career in television. Again, you're welcome, Leo. That's the EDS Air Conditioning coolest moment of the week. EDS Air Conditioning, EDS is yes. They have been doing it since 2006. They're family-owned and operated. It is about to get summerish. Uh, here in South Florida. It is about to be humid every day. It's about to be near the 90s every single day. We're about to get super tropical again. And you know that cool days like the ones we've been having the last couple, those are few and far between. That AC is going to need to kick on. It's going to need to happen quick. And if your AC is busted, you're going to be miserable. You need to be proactive about it. And if you haven't been proactive and it's just
just uh, dies on you, well, you need a quick fix. And that's where EDS Air Conditioning comes in. EDS is, yes, EDS Air Conditioning. Train comfort specialists. It's hard to stop a train. They get the job done with the best equipment. And they are using their appointment times, working their appointment times around you. They're trying to make sure that you're not held hostage in your hot humid, uncomfortable home like so many other AC companies do. And they're versatile. EDS Air Conditioning handles your plumbing needs as well. That's EDS Air Conditioning. EDS is yes. EDSAirConditioning.com. EDS is yes. That's EDS Air Conditioning. I'm Ken LaVica, and we have more on ESPN 106.3. You are listening to Ken LaVica Live on ESPN 106.3. Here's Ken LaVica. Final few minutes of Ken LaVica Live presented by the FAU MBA Sport Management Program, fau.edu slash MBA Sport. Want to thank everybody for uh, being a part of and hanging with us here on this Wednesday. Uh, but I'd be remiss if I didn't mention something that has become very near and dear to my heart and to our collective football heart. Someone that we had really grown to love because... He was so unnecessarily intense, and he was so refreshingly meatballish. And as much as he preached about his discipline, his team just got worse and worse and less disciplined. And he was so cute and so cuddly and so hilarious. And he has the best audio clip in the league, the best soundbite in the league, because he truly put himself out there and tried to convince us that he was a Giants fan. He was one of them. Farewell to Joe Judge, who we thought was going to hang on and be able to fight the good fight for the Maras for one more year. But the Giants yesterday bidding him farewell, bidding him adieu. Joe Judge, we're going to miss you, man. We are going to miss your over-the-top almost cartoonish intensity. We are going to miss you continuing to try and convince us that players wanted to be in that Giants locker room even after you lost in the most embarrassing of ways. At your worst this year, you could make the argument you were the worst team in the NFL. But Joe Judge Sunday had what ended up being a magnificent farewell performance. He closed the curtains in only the way Joe Judge could. And that's with that incredible Northeast accent, that edge, and that, ah, yeah, guys, I'm one of you. Boomy. You got to love it. Let's relive the final day we got with Joe Judge on Sunday. Farewell, Joe. All right, but I'll tell you right now. All right, if you're in the damn building... You walk on through our locker room, you ain't seeing that crap you saw before. All right? You ain't seeing guys right now planning vacations. You ain't seeing golf clubs in front of players' locker. You ain't seeing that stuff. Okay? You ain't seeing that. All right? And that's not because of some high school program we're cracking with. That's because our guys understand how to play together as a team and they understand the process of how they're going through. So I can go through a whole X's and O's evaluation. I can go through a roster evaluation. I can go through a lot of things for you right now, okay? I do it every day myself. I go through all that stuff. But in terms of the next step to take, I can tell you right now, okay, I know we're a whole lot closer to where we're going than we are further away. I can tell you we got more players here who are going to be free agents next year, all right, who are in my office every day, 
begging to come back. I know that. Okay, I know that. The players that we coached last year that still call me twice a week talking about, you know, how much they wish they were still here and they're getting paid more somewhere else. Okay? So, I know we've got the right foundational pieces in. I know we have some players, some key positions, all right, that are guys you can build with, keep carrying on. All right? I know we got the right temperament. I know we got the right culture in terms of teaching the players. Okay? Which is why I don't come up here and try to assassinate some player because I think it's going to save my Okay? Because behind closed doors, we shut those doors, I can tell every player to a man, look him in the eye, exactly what the hell he screwed up on and exactly how it's got to get fixed. I can tell him to hold him as accountable as can be. Because I ain't going to sit up here like some other coward sitting behind the microphone and put his players on blast. Okay? That's it. I signed up to be the head coach here. Whatever bull gets fired, better get fired for me. You got that? It's got to go through me to get to them. And that's the way it is. Going to miss that cuddly little meatball. That's it for us here on Ken Levick Alive. We'll be back tomorrow, noon Eastern time. I will be coming to you from the road, Murfreesboro, Tennessee. That's right, the suburbs of Nashville. That's where I'm talking to you tomorrow. Will I do the show in front of a dumpster or a broken computer or a weird guy who is talking into a recorder? I've done all those things so far during this FAU basketball season. We'll have to see what surprises tomorrow brings. Thank you to Stone Lebanowitz, Friday Night Lights. Thanks for listening. Thanks for being a part of it. I'm Ken Levicka, and I've been here on ESPN 106.3. Bye-bye now.